0: Hey, everyone, uh, Jim Williams, your host for the Sunshine Boys podcast. And with me, of course, as always, Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson on this as we get ready for a hopefully a very happy Christmas weekend. And, of course, the NFL will be playing this weekend. Two lo- more games left to go before the playoffs. And, guys, where does the playoff situation stand if you are a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan?
1: Well, Joe, if, if the Bucks went out, which is no easy feat, because it looks like New Orleans and Carolina, Joe, they, they they still got a little pride, and and they showed it last week with with victories. Uh, but if the Bucks went out, Joe, they there's a chance they could still miss the playoffs. There's a chance. But what would have to happen would be the Lions beating uh, Dallas in Dallas, and then uh, losing to the Packers, and then the Bucks end up losing a uh, tiebreaker with uh, with the Lions at ten and six. So. They don't necessarily control their destiny, Joe, but if they do go to ten and six, I like their chances. I think Detroit's gonna lose to Dallas, and there's always a chance Atlanta could lose one of its last two, uh, and that would give the Bucks a division title. I, I think they got about a seventy five percent chance, Joe, if Joe, if they take care of their own business starting Saturday.
2: Well, the that's well, It's tantamount. You, this time of year, you can drive yourself insane by uh, starting to mull over all the possibilities. Well, if this happens and that happens and, and you know, the, the rooster crows five times before (laughs) 6 AM, then, you know, provided it's a full moon that day we're in, you know, you can't, you can't do that. So all you can do is play the team in front of you and um, the, going to to New Orleans is going to be a formidable task uh for this football team. Now that yes, they just beat the Saints. Yes, they just held them to 11 points. Um you know, I don't think the defense played badly uh at at Dallas, uh they didn't get a whole lot of help from the offense and um so I don't but I don't think that that was a bad loss necessarily for the Bucks overall. Um at, at the Cowboys on Sunday night. You know you can beat the Saints. You've done it. If you do that, you know you can beat the Panthers because you did it in their house, and the final game would be uh, at Raymond James Stadium. I agree with you, Ira. I think if the Bucks are victorious and, uh, and get 10 wins, that they will be in the playoffs. Uh, but it is worth noting that the last winning season they had, which included a win at New Orleans uh, to give the Bucks 10 wins, did not get them in the playoffs. So, you know, it's it's in their hands but out of their hands, if that makes sense.
1: You know, Jim, Jim, what they're not doing, and Joe's right, the defense didn't play bad at Dallas, undermined by uh, four giveaways. Uh, Jim, they they don't run the ball. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. sharp contrast. From 2015, when they ran the ball in a rather spectacular fashion, they averaged 4.8 yards. That's very healthy last year on the ground. This year, Joe, it's 3.5. I've been picking on Doug Martin for the last uh, few weeks. Maybe he's hampered by that hamstring. Joe, whatever the reason, he's been ineffective. And you can't keep giving him the ball 18 to 20 times when he's averaging less than three yards a carry, uh, and Jaquiz Rogers, Jim, was not even activated uh, in Dallas. Although he was healthy, I thought that was a big mistake. Rogers is the only guy that's run the ball for the Bucks this year, and he did it in about three games before he got hurt. So, Joe, he's healthy. I'm, 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 I'm using Jaquiz Rogers uh, at the Superdome. Uh, maybe, tell me where I'm wrong, Henderson.
2: No, I don't think you are wrong. Um, Jacquez Rogers was a was an eye opener uh, in in those three weeks, and then he got hurt. Uh, if he's healthy, the the thing I like about about him is he's change of pace back uh, from Doug Martin, he's a different style runner. Um, and I will put some of Martin's struggles on the offensive line, though, because they have not, as as we saw the other night in Dallas uh they really got pushed around, uh, particularly in the fourth quarter. Uh they couldn't protect Jameis, they, they couldn't open holes, and that that to me is uh is an area of concern as these guys go forward. But uh yeah, I'm with you. If if Rogers is healthy, um he's gonna be activated and I'm gonna give him the ball.
0: When you talk Joe, when you say that he's a different style of runners, is he a slasher? Is he a Scat, what is what does he do that Doug Martin doesn't do?
2: Well, Doug Martin is a more of a what I would call power runner. Is that fair, Ira? I
1: think so, Joe. Yeah.
2: So yeah. he's a north-south bang it guy. North-south banging, and he's a tough guy. He's gonna uh-huh. he's gonna get you, you know, if if he's got any room to run, he's gonna get you the uh, the tough yards. But Rogers is shiftier. And I think Mm -hmm. he's a little quicker. I think he he gives, you know, uh, defenses a little fit because you think you've got him boxed in and he'll bounce outside. He'll do some other things. Uh, He doesn't need much of a hole uh, to scoot through. Um, It, you know, it makes it tough on opposing defenses when you can introduce two different styles of running back on them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's... uh, the element that Rogers gives the bucks. Does he and get, Joe,
1: I think it's, uh, Joe, I think it's fair to say that, uh, for whatever reason, Martin has lost a little bit of his burst and Jim, he doesn't have a 20 yard run this year. Hmm. And, you know, I know he missed six games, but that means he played in an eight and
0: mm-hmm. he's got
1: a hundred and, uh, he's got 144 carries, Jim. He doesn't have a 20 yard run. Um, Last year, uh, he had a bunch, an absolute bunch. And Joe's right. The blocking hasn't been very good for uh, for Doug Martin. Uh, but he's got to take uh, his fair share of the blame, too. And, Jim, of course, it comes after he signed a big contract. That's mm-hmm. got a lot of fans upset. They're wondering about his motivation. Um, you know, it's tough to speculate on that. But the facts are, Jim, at this time of year, you know, you better be able to run the ball,
2: and uh, the Bucks are not balanced right now. And well, a, and, and not not spe- speaking of, there. yeah, speaking of that contract, uh, Ira, you say the Bucks fans are upset about that. They would also been upset if the Bucks didn't give him the money, and he would have walked. So you know, you can't, right. you can't, you can't have it both ways. Um, I think Doug Martin is enough of a pro that the the contract is not a factor. I, I just think. Um, as you correctly noted, he does not have that burst that, that he had a year ago and there is no more perishable commodity in the national football league than a running back.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
2: you can be, you can be dominant one week and two weeks later, you're on the waiver wire. It's just kind of the way it works. So, um, they do need to get that ground game going. Um, because, because right now Jameis is in a little bit of a funk, uh, Kind of it, lost his yeah, cool it. the other night. Lost his cool a little bit the other night against uh, the Cowboys. When things don't go well, he gets frustrated, tries to force the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, did not um, have much time to pass the other night. Now, I don't think that they'll be facing the same type of pass rush uh, from the from New Orleans that they faced from Dallas, but uh, it is a concern. Um, and if they can get the offense... To to bring it up a tick or two. It wouldn't take much um, with the way their defense is playing for this team to win their next two games and then get in the playoffs and we'll see what happens. I think they would be a tough tough out for some team in a playoff. You know, last you week, know, guys, Jim, go ahead, uh, Jim, what were you to say? Jim, mm-hmm. Jim to, uh, to Joe's point about uh, running backs
1: mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, the mercurial nature of, of the position, mm-hmm. uh, Jim, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, right there in Baltimore, uh, before Ray Rice got into all kinds of uh, trouble
2: mm-hmm. on the
1: league level, uh, he was not very effective, uh, Jim, that last year, maybe even two years, certainly that last year. Uh, his numbers dropped off dramatically, mm-hmm. and people people were wondering about Ray Rice. Is he through? And uh, that's how fast it can happen at running back.
0: Yeah, even, even in the elite stage. But a quick question to both you guys. Prior to the Dallas game, we were talking about how Tampa had gotten back to, you know, the defense being, you know, the, the more dominant side of the ball. And then, of course, when we watched the Dallas game, we saw Dak Prescott pretty much cut him up at will. Uh, is that a concern at this point?
1: Well, they were playing, Joe, uh, what, it, what, by all standards, it, it is the best offensive line, Joe, that, that we've seen in, in quite a few years. I mean, there's no question right. about it.
2: No, uh, uh, agreed. They,
1: you know, and their pride was stung, Dallas, because, you know, the previous two games, they weren't very impressive offensively. They couldn't convert any third downs. That's their forte. Mm-hmm. And they pushed the Bucks around all night long, Joe. There's no question about it. Uh, New Orleans does not present that kind of uh, problem. You know, they got Drew Brees. That's another kind of issue, but they they don't have that physically imposing line. You know, for everybody that saw Dallas, Joe, Sunday night, uh, those boys up front, they're they're as good as advertised.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, plus, if if you're Prescott, you're sitting there listening all week to how Tony Romo is going to take your place. Uh, He'll be in at halftime uh you know you know you're finally uh, going to be what we thought you were going to be rookie and and all this stuff and you know he just came out with a masterful game that's you got to give it to him but it also helps uh immensely besides that offensive line that he has that uh, horse he can hand the ball to in Ezekiel Elliott and Dallas is uh, they they've, they've proved it this year. They are a complete, uh, complete football team. They are, it goes without saying that they're a legitimate Super Bowl uh, contender. Um, uh, I could see them winning, winning it all, um, without too much difficulty. So, um, you know, they, uh, the Bucks are not on that level yet. I think we all knew that. So what they need to do is, uh, rise to the occasion as good teams should do and go beat uh, a New Orleans team that has, has had uh, a disappointing season by their standards. Take care of, take care of what you got to do there and um, bring it down to the final game of the season. Uh, with Carolina, uh, it's a division rival. It's a, um, a team you got to beat. So we'll see if the bucks are up to it, but um for Bucks fans out there, and teams that, or folks that have suffered with this team forever, uh, it is Christmas week, and the Bucks are still playing meaningful football games. So there is that.
0: All right. Speaking of that, um, if you're the Buccaneers, right? What do you want for Christmas, Ira?
1: <laughs> you <laughs> you want a Falcon loss. You want a Falcon loss because okay. then, and, and I'm assuming the Bucks take care of business in New Orleans on Saturday. You want a Falcons loss. Uh, I believe they're at Carolina, Jim, at Carolina. And if uh, if you saw yeah, the but Panthers but... Monday night, uh,
0: I did. Joe, they close personal. Yes.
1: Absolutely, they played a whale of a game, Joe, Sunday night without Keekly. And you know, it, a Buck win and an Atlanta loss. Uh all of a sudden we're not talking about the number six uh wild card spot, you know, we're talking about uh, you know, the number three or number four uh uh spot uh with the home game, uh as as a division champion. Uh and I, I, I don't need to remind you two gentlemen because I say it all the time. It's one of my favorite uh little mantras. Um, Joe, they've been in the division basement five straight years. Five, five, five. five. Nobody Nobody can believe that. Five years in a row, division baseman. And now we're talking about the chance uh, with the right thing in the Christmas stocking, Jim, uh, uh-huh. winning the division. Uh, you know, the NFL prides itself, Joe, on the teams going from last to first. And uh, and it happens quite a bit more than in other sports. Uh, it, it could happen right here in Tampa.
2: Yeah, it really could. And we had coming into this season – I think we all knew that the the talent for the Buccaneers, um, while not on a an elite level yet, was certainly better than you know uh, what they had shown during the Lovey Smith era, and uh, this has proven that. It's proven uh, that Dirk Cutter deserved it, deserved the shot that the Bucks gave him, because when they're sitting there at three and five run off the field at home on a Thursday night by, uh, Atlanta. We're going, Oh God, same old stuff and give, give them credit. They came back, they won five games in a row. They lost against the Cowboys, but this it certainly wasn't uh, an embarrassing loss by any stretch. Mm-hmm. And you know, they are smack dab in the middle of the playoff race. So good on them. Um, I I think uh, even if the Bucs were to fall short of the playoffs, if they can even just split their last two games and have a winning season, um, Mm -hmm. that would be a lot to build on right there.
0: You know, guys, as we look at it, Dallas is in the one seed. Seattle's in the two seed. Atlanta's in the three seed. Detroit is the fifth seed. And then, I'm sorry, Detroit's the fourth seed. The Giants are the fifth seed. Packers are the sixth seed. Uh, I don't know about you, but the Giants and the Packers—I don't want to play them.
1: Yeah, you know they—they're uh, getting hot at the right time, Jim. They are, mm-hmm. uh, and, and maybe the Bucks are—you know—are too. If they can win their last two, that would—that would be seven out of their last eight, Jim. Now that's not too shabby uh, nope. going, in, going into a postseason.
0: Not But least. you're right.
1: Um, a lot of people were on Aaron Rodgers' case. Joe, you know that a month ago, what's going on with Rodgers? That Rodgers wasn't the problem in Green Bay. Joe, never has been. Uh no. they just weren't playing they weren't playing any defense. They don't run the ball well. Uh Rodgers was a little banged up. Uh, and Jim's right. Who who the heck wants to play the Packers and the Giants, Joe with that pedigree 07 and uh 2011 against New England both times and and they know how to win in January, and uh, I didn't think the Giants' defense was this good, Joe. They're, they're playing awfully well on that side of
2: the ball. Oh, there's there's oh. no question about it. I mean, it, they've beaten they've beaten Dallas twice. So I mean, yes. what you know, what more proof do you need that that's a, a again a legitimate uh, contender that you do not want to face in the playoffs? Um, they would need Eli Manning. Uh, to to be to play at the level that he did during their their past Super Bowl runs, that's a dangerous football team. And any time that Aaron Rodgers has the ball in his hands, uh, the potential for a touchdown is there. So you don't want to get into a shootout with Green Bay. And uh, funny thing about that, though, you you Ira, you referenced uh, Green Bay's struggles, and you know people people had. Mike McCarthy on the endangered list. That's right. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? (laughs) How how long would he be unemployed if Green Bay fired him? Ten minutes. Top. That's that's only. Well, I'm saying
0: ten minutes because he would have to weigh his options. (laughs) It's
1: like you know. And Joe, you know, Joe, another coach like that. I think just like that is Mike Tomlin. Um. People were oh, yeah. burying Mike Poplett in October. I, I kept saying, you know, Joe and I know him well from the Bucks. Um mm-hmm. This guy's a t- dude. Um, he embraces Steeler tradition. He doesn't back down from uh, mm-hmm. expectations, Joe. And, uh, you know, look, who wants to play the Steelers right now in, in the AFC?
2: Um, yeah, uh, great question. Um, you know, the uh, – the thing about Pittsburgh and 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 you know Green Bay too and and the Giants is you look for teams that that peak this time of year and kind of have a track record of that. Mm-hmm. And um, it would have been interesting uh, last year for the Steelers to see how they would have done out in Denver uh, if if uh, they hadn't gotten so beat up in the in that infamous game against Cincinnati. Uh, the week before with uh, Vontez perfect and all that nonsense. So that's right. Yeah. You know, I I like I like Pittsburgh the uh, the way they're playing right now and uh excellent point about Tomlin. You know, you you go back to to Aaron Rodgers famous quote a year ago. Relax. Let the season <laughs> play out. You know, that's that's the thing about the NFL which which makes it great and also makes it Maddening is that you you are going okay every week is a tragedy or it's the greatest ever we we've, we've seen that this week uh, in Tampa Bay with with the reaction to the Cowboy game oh the Bucks oh Jameis I don't know if he's going to make it or not and you know the oh they're they're not ready the team's not good enough for just chill people <laughs> chill out let the process play through and then at the end of 16 games you analyze you know you you can drive yourself nuts when you when you treat every game as Armageddon and of course we're we're kind of at the stage where every game is Armageddon now so um, the, there is that that uh hey, judge it over hey, the Jim, course of a whole season yeah. yeah
1: Jim, one more one more point about coaches tell me what you guys think but uh i i can never i don't think i ever remember A year this late in the season where the coach of the year award of which I vote on at the end of the year for AP um, is that wide open and by that I mean you know maybe Jason Garrett uh, is the leader uh, right now Um, Del Rio been tremendous you've always got Belichick he's not gonna win it but he could and Jim, I'm going to throw another name in that. You know, Jim Caldwell's done a nice job in Detroit. You got Carter, of course. Dan Quinn in Atlanta. And I'm going to throw this name in, Joe. Tell me where I'm wrong. Adam Gase. Adam Gase done a heck of a job, Joe, in Miami. And they're hot.
2: You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're not wrong. And uh, what a what a nice uh, level-headed game they played last week uh. With Tannehill on the sidelines, they bring in more. He all he does is get four touchdowns, and they win the game. Um, that's one thing you look for uh, in, a, in. I think maybe the most prized coaching quality out there is steadiness. And you know the, uh, the Dolphins were a little little rough at the start of the year. and People were looking at them, going, "Well, you know, it's rebuilding year." But here they are, right in the middle of it. So yes, absolutely, uh, uh, he deserves to be in that conversation. Let's uh, let's look at that Dolphin team coming this week. I mean, the last
0: thing you want to do, or at least let me put it this way: I, I shouldn't say the last thing. The last thing I want to do is be in Buffalo on Christmas. Uh, it's <laughs> it's not it's not Miami, uh, and so Miami has a tough. Game because they're obviously their teams hanging around, you know, waiting for somebody to lose. Miami has to go to Buffalo this week and play in what likely is, if not going to be snowy weather, certainly going to be uncomfortable weather. Is that going to? Are they going to get the job done? You think in Buffalo? I know, I know. In your case, Joe, you don't, uh, you hope not, because Tyrod Taylor is your quarterback on your fantasy team this week.
2: But anyway. um uh- actually i benched tyrod taylor oh you did I'm i don't sorry. care what, oh, okay. i don't care what happens okay fair enough <laughs>
0: <laughs> just saying uh, okay no,
1: jim, jim buffalo a funky team joe yeah. you never know what the hell you're gonna get from uh rex ryan's boys there's some rumors that he's in trouble i don't think that's true no uh i don't think he's done a bad job now jim i'm gonna throw this out at you mm-hmm. i like to, i like to give you original research on this broadcast
0: obviously and uh
1: Joe, uh I hope you're sitting down here, Henderson. But uh I am the Buffalo Bills have a better running game than the Cowboys this year. Uh they're averaging a buck fifty on the ground. Uh, McCoy has has been outstanding. Outstanding. Uh I believe they've got Richie Incognito, Henderson, uh leading the charge of all people. Uh, at the guard position, and he's a rough customer. You know, he's rough in a lot of ways, but he he can play. And he brings a certain toughness up front. Uh, Buffalo runs the ball. That's what they do. And the weather's not going to be good, guys. So I think it's a challenge for uh, Nadamakam Sue, Cameron Wake, and and the boys up front for Miami uh, to, to not let this game get away from them. Jim's right. This is a difficult matchup.
2: Well, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, And here's a stat for you, Ira Kaufman. Kaufman, You're not the only one that comes up with these stats. (laughs) The the, um, Dolphins won the first game between these two teams, but they have not swept the Buffalo Bills since 2011. And they need to do that now. you mentioned uh, LaShawn McCoy. He's having a fine season and, and he's getting better. But you go back to week seven uh, when they played, uh, uh, when Buffalo played the Dolphins, LaShawn McCoy, eight carries for 11 yards. And Anderson,
1: you, 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 you've done a masterful job of research
2: this week, Anderson. Well, I'm, 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 wor- I'm working on it. And, um, now he did have a hamstring injury in that game. To be fair, and he—if if you saw him against Cleveland last week, uh, where he was just running up and down the field—he's uh, healthy now. So it will be a challenge for the Dolphins. But you know, it's—it's it's the kind of game that I—I I think actually plays into Miami's hands because uh, you will have a—a a quarterback. You're—you're you're not going to b- rely on your quarterback to win the game, right? Uh, not in right. not in those conditions. You're going to want to play tough defense. Uh, it's going to be a slugfest uh, on the ground. And I think the, I like the Dolphins' chances in that one.
0: So do the Dolphins make the playoffs, guys?
1: I think they're in the driver's seat, joke right now. Uh, you know, if I'm a Dolphins fan, let Pittsburgh win the division. What do they care? And, um, and that knocks the Steelers out of the wild card chase. I mean, obviously uh, – Miami's chasing a wild card and they got the Chiefs
2: uh ahead of
1: them. Uh but I believe Miami's in the driver's seat at number 6, Joe, am I wrong? At no, nine you're and right. 5.
0: You're absolutely right. the they're, uh, they're number yeah, 6.
1: So, feet. you know, let, let the Steelers uh let the Steelers beat the Ravens and uh you know, uh, they'll be happy with that number 6 spot and they'll go on the road in the wild card uh, round. Uh, and and we'll see what happens.
2: Uh, well, uh, not not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say. <laughs> You're <laughs> forgetting one one key problem facing the Dolphins. All right, week week seventeen. Tom Brady right. comes in and and says hello to Miami. The uh, hello to my little uh,
0: friends, this.
1: Yeah. Uh, Suppose Brady
2: only plays a quarter in that game, oh, you oh. know better than that you know better than that and uh, let's let's not forget what happened last year when uh New England came down there late in the season, and Miami just obliterated them. remember that, and uh yeah, and uh Belichick was furious and used that as a rallying cry uh for uh the first time they played this season up in Foxborough and and uh, the Patriots won easily. So I think uh going into week 17, let's let's give the Dolphins a win this weekend, okay? Okay. Now you got a playoff spot on the line. Here comes New England. People are going to say, "Well, they're not as motivated. They've got it wrapped up." Baloney. Baloney. <laughs> New England will come ready to play. And uh, the Dolphins will have their hands full that day. So, yeah, you can say they're in the driver's seat, but uh, uh, they they got they got a lot of laps to go yet. Uh, they're not, they're not on the uh, they're not on the uh, the the final lap here. They've they've got a lot of work to do. Well, if you look at the teams in the hunt, if Pittsburgh
0: beats Baltimore this week then that puts Baltimore at 8 and 7 going to Cleveland they you know so they could finish the season at 9 and 7 um the Tennessee Titans go to Jacksonville this week which eh, they've got a they've got an interim coach there so we'll see how that plays out and the Denver Broncos uh they you know go this week and play the uh always tough Ira Kaufman led Chiefs and um that's not an easy game either so you know 9 and 7 could be that number 6 seed and uh, it, it
1: it it could Jim. you're absolutely right it could now uh speaking of the chiefs jimmy yeah uh I, I don't like you bringing up the chiefs at this point because uh that was a terrible loss last week i mean at bat. uh mhm they, they they had the number 2 afc seat they they were looking at uh a bye week and, you know, 14 nothing at home against Tennessee, and while the Titans, Joe, are a lot better than we thought they were, uh, you, you can't lose that game. I mean, 17-7 in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's, it's one degree out. Mariota's used to the balmy breezes of uh, Waikiki. Mm. Uh, you know, here he is at Arrowhead, and, uh, and the Chiefs blew it uh, in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know, Joe. There's something about Andy Reid and Alex Smith in crunch time. They they don't they don't get it done when, when they have to. With that offense, they don't scare anybody and Joe, if that if that kid Tariq, you know, Hill isn't going 70 yards with, with something, uh there ain't much of an offense there in Kansas City.
2: No, uh, there really isn't. And you look at 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 the Chiefs, they were supposed to have this just suffocating home field advantage uh they lost to the titans they lost to the bucks um they um, same score is, Joe. same score
1: same yeah, same yeah. Score.
2: now now i do i i still like their chances because i think Denver's dead all right i right. Uh, they're right. they're they're if they weren't the defending super bowl champions i uh, i'm not even sure we would we would pay much attention to them but you've got to beat Denver at home, put a stake in their heart, right? And yep, then, yes. and then the uh, the final game. How how does this uh, match up for your boys, Ira? You are at San Diego in what could be the last football yeah. game played by the Chargers uh, there. That's right. And it will. It it is already chaos out there with with what's going on with 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 that situation. And, um, there was a, a column in the uh, San Diego uh, Union Tribune newspaper, uh, that I, I kind of got a chuckle at, um, where the columnist was going, all right, uh, Spanos, Chargers go beat it. Get out of here. We'll call your bluff. We dare you <laughs> go ahead and move. Who cares? And, uh they're booing uh Philip Rivers they're uh, it's like what the heck um so i can't imagine that uh that the chargers would be in the, in much of a mood to really uh lay it on the line that day so you know it's uh the path is there for your chiefs but uh the the trend line is not up after that uh very shaky performance last week against Tennessee very shaky ira
1: uh, they're going to
2: make the play- jim they're going to make the playoffs but
1: yeah. my, you know my point is they, they had that number 2 seed they yeah. swept the raiders and you know they were ahead of the raiders and and now they're not and that i think that's significant
0: you know with all due respect to andy reed and god knows andy is a great guy and a very nice man and i've enjoyed his company over the years andy the knock against Andy is pretty much that this is not the time of the year that he ends up doing some of his best coaching and um you know it's hard not to look at that and say you know what um history bears out that Andy gets you here but beyond that he doesn't go much further and um you know it's just not for whatever reason doesn't seem to be you know Andy Reid doesn't seize the day when it comes to going into the playoffs and the, the last two weeks of the season, and then you know making it you know he usually gets his team into the playoffs, but where they go from there, God only knows
1: I think that's fair Jeff
0: you know you can't you can't take away from the fact he's been consistently one of the best coaches in the national football league over his career, but you know there's always going to be that dog in him situation hey Ira, that, good question Yes. Uh, that's you vote for game. the Pro Bowl, don't you? Uh,
2: no,
1: not the Pro Bowl. they the all pro team. The oh, all, all pro. Team. I'm sorry. They're so all pro, yeah.
0: what about the Pro Bowl? You guys uh, took a look at the, I'm sure, at the announcement of, of the players on the Pro Bowl. Anybody stick out in your mind? The Buccaneers, of course, got some players on the Pro Bowl team. Uh, anybody didn't get on there that you think should have? Anybody got on there that you think, uh, you know, anybody they missed? So,
1: uh, so you know what kills me? It's like 30 seconds after the announcement uh, of the players on the Pro Bowl. And I mean 30 seconds. Some some guys file a column about the snubs. I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> and, and, it's you know, it's very easy to pick. It reminds me of the uh, Hall of Fame stuff. You know, after uh, we picked the five modern-day candidates, you know, everybody's picking it apart. How can this guy not get in? How can Terrell Owens not get in? And we always have the same answer. Those of us that are on the panel, you know, who do you want to leave out? I mean, they're all—they're all—all the same worthy, uh, basically. So, you know, everybody's jumping on Drew Brees, guys. Uh, and Drew Brees, until a couple of weeks ago, uh, I thought might have been having the best year of his life. Uh, he had a couple of clunkers, including the Bucks game. Came back strong last week, but. I would have put Drew Brees, uh, I I think I would have put him ahead of Dak Prescott, Joe. I think I could make that argument. Prescott's been great, Joe, but Drew Brees doesn't have that line, and Drew Brees doesn't have Ezekiel Elliott, and, you know, as Drew Brees goes, the Saints go, and I'm not sure that's true of Prescott. So, Joe, weigh in on that Prescott-Drew Brees uh, factor.
2: Well... I'm gonna make a bold and brash statement as my friend Ira would say. When it comes to the Pro Bowl, I sum it up in two words. Who, who cares? cares? <laughs> you know? It, it, I don't watch it. I don't know anybody who will admit to watching a whole game other than maybe Roger <laughs> Um see uh, I'm a little, of, still bearing a little bit of a grudge. Um, because of the ankle injury to Tyler Eifert in last year's Pro Bowl that helped wreck oh. the Bengals season um it would if if they did away with it tonight I wouldn't shed a tear and if they played it in my driveway I'm not sure I would watch it so I you know I know it's it's an ego thing for the players to be involved and when it was uh you know if they're playing it in Hawaii, it's a nice trip, but they're they're not. And right. They're almost playing so, in your driveway, actually. They're, yeah, I know. They're oh, playing right. in Orlando, and, so it's not too far from your driveway. Well, it's too far for me to go, and uh, uh, you know, it's who cares? Who cares? It is the big. Biggest... Uh, it, it, it's,
1: it, it's a terrible game, too, Jim. The game's awful. And, uh, uh, yeah. you know, you can't you can't blitz, you can't do this, you can't do that. Uh, you know, the NBA All-Star game, bad. NHL, bad. Uh, I still like the baseball All-Star game. To me, that's the only one that's got a little bit of legitimacy. The Pro Bowl's terrible, Jim. Terrible.
2: Remember a couple of years ago um, uh, when Goodell came out after one of the Pro Bowls and just said all right this is unacceptable i think it was 2 years ago uh the the quality of play is is awful and players were were basically playing touch football with each other out there they don't want to get hit they've just come through a tough season uh it doesn't matter who wins there's you know it's it, it's it is a a game that has outlived its usefulness so get rid of it well, Absolutely. You know,
0: I'm sure Mike Evans is happy that he got happy holiday that he got the uh, that he got the pick. Uh, you know, so and other Buccaneers, but I, I, you know, it, it is what it is. It's not an entertaining game. The the NFL doesn't know what to do with it now that Hawaii decided they're not going to pay the money to uh, to host it any longer. And uh, so now they're kind of shopping it around the areas where, basically, for all intents and purposes, they're not Super Bowl credible areas, but they're areas that the NFL, you know, wants to explore for, you know, extra revenue situations. So, anyway, I just thought it'd be interesting to find out what your thoughts were, and it
2: ends up well, that was very interesting. I, I I have shared my thought on that, and uh, well, it, I like. It. Joe, I think you'd agree that, uh,
1: they did the Bucks right, uh, with Evans and, and McCoy, um, and there's no problems there, and, uh, you know, Winston's not gonna, you know, make the Pro Bowl unless five guys drop out, which they might, and, uh, and that's right, Winston, you know, Winston's not a Pro Bowler this year, and, uh, uh, Ali, Mark, pet Joe, good player, but, uh, you know, he's a year or two away, nobody knows him, uh, and I think that's right, you know, uh. McCoy and uh, and Evans.
2: That that's the right choice. Well, and and how about this? When people start dropping off, you know, and and, uh, and you know, players, and they will. They always do. Uh, that's right. I'll, I'll throw a radical name at you, and if it happens, you can say I was prescient. Cameron Brait. Pro tight end. How nice. about that one? If that uh, happens, he, I, ex- I expect. kudos. Uh
1: That's he, a good call, Joe. And he certainly showed uh, Jim a national TV audience uh, that this kid um, is on the rise. Uh, he, he catches everything in his radius. He made a very, very tough uh, touchdown catch. Uh, he has been a, a heck of a surprise for the Bucks, Jim. Harvard man, Harvard
2: man. Oh, there you go. Well, <laughs> yeah, and and you've got a situation where clearly. Uh, Dirk Cutter knew what they had because they were willing to cut uh, a guy who had been a second round draft pick, Austin Safarian Jenkins, uh, who, who I don't think anybody grieved when that happened, but most teams would say, well, he's got the talent. He's got the tools. We need to uh, to at least hold on to him for a little while longer and see if we can get something out of him. But uh, they just said, no, we're tired of dealing with this nonsense and let's, let's uh let the harvard kid try it and it's worked out beautifully. So that's that is one of the uh kind of underrated moves of this season for the buccaneers. To to just say, you know what, this isn't working out with this guy. It's sunk costs in terms of the second round draft pick. Let's move on and uh they have not looked back. Cameron brait has been a been a breath of fresh air this year for this football team. Well,
0: I mean, hopefully He'll get an opportunity, and there's usually four, five, six players who, who don't show up, and uh, it'd be nice to see if he got that got that shot. So we shall see.
1: And, and Jim, in uh, in Northeast Florida, Jim, uh, you know, uh, Gus Bradley got a copy of the home game, James. And, yes. Uh, I don't think any of us are are surprised.
0: Well, the good news, at least, they let him come back on the on the charter um no. i'm like firing somebody in uh, at the airport and saying good luck and godspeed and they have to drive home
2: like the florida panthers did uh so yeah, like uh, uh like usc did with lane kiffin a couple of years ago yeah all right everybody on the bus not so fast coach right yeah <laughs> yeah
1: you know, um, you know, uh joe i love gus bradley he's a guy you're rooted for but uh you know, even Gus Bradley can't say that he didn't have it a full chance, Joe.
2: Oh no! I mean, everybody—that was the worst kept secret in the league that 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 was going to happen. Class act. We all know it. Uh, a fine human being. Who, who? I I doubt he'll get another shot at a at a head job. That would be a pretty tough sell. But he'll be right. back as a coordinator or or you know, on a on a coaching staff somewhere because uh, he would be. Uh, a great attribute to that, but the question for the Jaguars is, what do you do going forward? And there is a lot of scuttlebutt that they want to get back in, uh, uh, in go back to the future, so to speak, with uh, Tom Coughlin. And uh, Coughlin is is chafing and chomping at the bit to, to get in after uh, being pushed out in New York, and wants to prove that uh, he's still got it. Uh, it'd be an interesting hire. Uh, and it would be certainly be a culture change in Jacksonville. And boy, do they need that.
0: Well, Tom is 70 years old. And his house is about a 25-minute ride from the, the ballpark. So mm-hmm. it's not like it would be a tough situation there. But questions to you guys real quick. Ira, Joe, is 70 years old as a coach in the National Football League too old to um, to really – be effective with the young players at this point in time
1: well you couple that uh the age jim with the type of uh personality that coughlin uh has uh, joe on tuesday he tells the guys at the meetings at eight in the morning they show up at five to eight and he says you're late uh, you're getting fined i mean that's what he did uh with the giants now he didn't know joe and he changed um And he did uh, develop Eli Manning uh, beautifully in in New York, and and that's big uh, with the Jacksonville situation because I'm not giving up on Blake Bortles, guys. I'm not. Uh, He had a bad year, Uh, but he threw 35 touchdowns last year, and, uh, you know, uh, I'm not starting over. So I need a quarterback uh, guru, whisperer, and Coughlin's not bad in that regard, and neither is... uh, Josh McDaniels or, or or Kyle Shanahan, you know, the the young guns that are uh, are itching to move up. Uh Coughlin wants that job, guys. He wants it bad. Uh I don't think it'd be a terrible hire for Jacksonville, but I don't know, Joe. I got some reservations.
2: Well, um yes. I mean, I I understand uh, the questions would be about the man's age, but I don't think that uh, that that's going to be a problem. If he gets that job, because you can always, uh, you know, assemble a staff uh, that can can kind of mitigate a lot of that. And in the NFL, uh, players generally are more worried about their position coach than they are the head coach. Uh, Coughlin would set a tone that I think they probably need in Jacksonville. And he certainly uh, would have would be able to flash the Super Bowl rings and all of that. That gives you the credibility you need. Uh, and besides that, I want Shanahan to go to Cincinnati. So keep him out of Jacksonville.
0: Guys, one of the hot one of the hot guys on the list is Mike Smith, the Buccaneers defensive coordinator. You think he would uh, be someone who could uh, make that step and come back to coaching?
1: Uh, he's got Jacksonville ties, Joe. Uh I don't see Smith necessarily, Joe, because he doesn't factor in on resurrecting Blake Bortles unless he, you know, he's got to hire the right uh, coordinator, the right offense, uh, you know, the right quarterback coach. But you know, Mike Smith, in and of himself, uh, is not going to bring Bortles back from the dead. Um, But you know what, Joe? He was a good coach in Atlanta. Uh, The first four years, he was outstanding. And uh, bad drafts caught up with him, and that's not Mike Smith's fault. So he he's risen from uh, from uh, you know the dead, so to speak, at midseason. Joe was talking about how the Bucks were three and five. Joe, uh, Mike Smith certainly didn't look like a candidate after that uh, debacle against uh, Oakland and Atlanta at midseason, but but now he is.
2: Well, and he should be. Um... You know, you mentioned he he might not be the guy to bring Blake Bortles back, but uh, doggone, uh, Matt Ryan played pretty well uh, while yeah. uh, Mike Smith was in Atlanta. So I, uh, you know, I don't see that as a factor. Um, guy's a winner, no question about. it. He's done a, a terrific job with the Bucks defense. Haven't heard his name in a lot of coaching speculation, but that's gonna, you know, that'll pick up some steam afterward uh, after the season's over and. And what are the you know when when the the day after the regular season when all the Black Monday I guess when when all the coaches get fired and um, you know he he could definitely jump back in there but uh, I'm sensing that this might be a year um, where teams are more willing to take a chance on uh, up and coming guys rather than than um, then retreads and that could that could hurt Mike Smith it, and it could hurt Tom Coughlin. Uh you mentioned Shanahan certainly going to be uh uh in the mix for a lot of jobs and you know I I said a minute ago that I'd like to see him in Cincinnati for Marvin Lewis. Um I don't really think the Bengals are going to fire Marvin if that doesn't mean he won't step down or move into a front office role um after this season, but this this is uh, this season for the Bengals should be uh, the, their their highlight film should be entitled "The Window Closes" because uh, I think they're uh, they've got a long way to go to get back uh, to to uh, the doorstep of, of being a, a legitimate Super Bowl contender and some of that will start at the quarterback position with Andy Dalton. Uh, I'm just, you know, it it is time, I think, up there for uh, for some fresh voices, uh, because what they're doing um, just hasn't gotten them over the hump. Okay, well,
0: it's about that time, boys. We're getting uh, to the end of the show. So let's go for the Sunshine Boys, Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson. Let's go social media, boys. One last
1: thought. (laughs) Uh, you can get me uh, on Twitter, uh, Jim uh, at iKaufman76. Uh, final thought: What's going on in New England over the years is just extraordinary by NFL standards. It reminds me of the 49ers run uh, that started in 1981, uh, you know, with the Dwight Clark catch, and then they were awesome for about 15 years and. Joe, New England's been going for about 15 years, and uh, it, it's it's a fantastic thing to see. Uh, you're not supposed to sustain this kind of success, so hats off to Belichick and Brady. Uh, I don't know when we're going to see their like again, Joe, but let, let's appreciate them while, while they're here.
2: Um, well said, Ira. And um, for me, you can uh, you can find me at J Henderson. Tampa TAMPA on Twitter. And um I'm going to be paying close attention this weekend to the Atlanta Carolina game because it's it's kind of um Carolina's chance to to really trip up the Falcons. Uh, they played very well uh in beating Washington on uh, Monday night and uh Cam Newton um I think has a legitimate point about, uh, you know, uh, kind of the double standard. He gets hit in the head and, and nothing happens and, and other guys uh, get hit and, and it's penalties and fines. So that'll be interesting to see in light of what happened uh, during their game Monday night, how the officials handle um, what figures to be a very aggressive Atlanta defense on him. And uh, obviously for the Bucks, uh, they're going to be watching that game very closely, and it would be really interesting to see if the Falcons do lose, what impact that has on a Bucks game that would start after uh, the Atlanta-Carolina game would be over.
0: Well, Joe and Ira, I will be spending Christmas uh, watching the Steelers face the Bengals. I think that's going to be an entertaining game. Uh, two teams that uh, take each other on like it's a heavyweight fight, so that should be a lot of fun and a very entertaining thing to do on Christmas. Well, for Ira Kaufman, Joe Henderson, the Sunshine Boys themselves, I'm Jim Williams. We hope that no matter what you celebrate, be it Christmas, be it Hanukkah, be it Kwanzaa, that you have a very safe and very entertaining and happy holiday season. Until next time, be well.
1: Well, that being a so close, this edition
0: of the Sunshine Boys podcast here on Sports Talk Florida, I'm Jim Williams. For Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson, we wish everyone a very safe and happy holiday season, be it Christmas, be it Hanukkah, be it Kwanzaa, whatever you uh, choose to celebrate, we hope you do so in a fun and most of all a very safe way, and we will catch you next week when we talk about the final week of the NFL season and we have a better idea of how the playoffs will be shaping up. Until then, again, Jim Williams for Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson. Have a lovely and a very safe holiday season.